out here. Uh-oh, Richard. <laughs> oh, wow. Wow. Will Smith just smacked the shit out of me. Get name out your fucking mouth. Wow, dude. Yes. It was a G.I. Jane jump. Keep my wife's name out your fucking mouth. I'm going to, okay? This is The Middle with Anthony Weiner. Unplugged. Welcome to episode 34 of The Middle Unplugged, a break in the middle of the week when we reclaim the microphone from the far left and the far right and try to carve out some time for a less shrill, less extreme, and generally less angry conversation. Well, all right, so maybe a little bit angry. People taking runs at me this week, presidential candidates mentioning me and my wife. Maybe angry isn't the word. Maybe just nonplussed is what I'm after. I mean, on one level, I just keep asking myself, how stupid do they think we are? All right, I'm getting ahead of myself. Let me let me begin with the news of the week. The Trump indictment is out. He has been formally indicted, formally charged. It's a doozy. 49 pages of English language words in sentences written for stupid people without law degrees like me. I went over it this weekend on The Middle, the radio show that I do. You should take a listen. I kind of go over it more in depth. I try to be calm, cool, and collect about it and break it down. You can go listen to that show. As the kids say, come for the tribute to my late father, which is the beginning of that show, and stay for the indictment talk. And seriously, for the many kind notes about my late dad, Morton Wiener, thank you for that. Getting back to the Trump thing, the charges were in two buckets, right? The rule of law violations, lying to the police, not listening to lawful instructions from courts asking other people to lie, etc. And when I say the police, obviously, I mean, in this case, it's the FBI and the grand jury. That's the part about having stuff he wasn't allowed to have, hiding it, moving it around, telling lawyers to tell the feds things, etc. Actively lying and hiding documents that didn't belong to him, that he was not allowed to have possession of. Oh, and he also conspired with others to do it. For that, I refer you to Count 32 and a fellow called Waltin Neuda, who is becoming something of a media figure in his own right. He was the one moving boxes around to hide them from Trump's lawyers and from the grand jury. Get to know the guy's name. I have a feeling we're going to be seeing a lot of him. Also, I have a feeling we're going to see Donald Trump keep him very, very close, both physically and everything else. And what were those documents he was keeping in file boxes that were falling over in golf club bathrooms? Well, let me read to you from page 28 to 33 of the indictment, as I said this weekend. If you only read one part of it and you want to kind of really get a sense for what this is all about, now you don't walk around with this thing, kissing him, walks up to me on the street and says, hey, what's on? What do you got against Donald Trump? He keeps mentioning your name. I'll get to that in a second. So just a few of the counts that are in here, and this is the part that's the willful retention of national defense information. You know, the kind of, this is the part of the indictment that talks about the stuff he was kind of keeping in golf club bathrooms. Number five, Mark Top Secret, document dated June 2020 concerning nuclear capabilities of a foreign country. January 20th, 2021, Mark Top Secret, undated document concerning military attacks by a foreign country. Number 13, undated document concerning military capabilities of a foreign country and the United States, our own capabilities. Number 11, undated document concerning military contingency planning of the United States. That's a euphemism for what we do when someone else does something. One marked secret dated December 19th concerning foreign country support of terrorist acts against the United States interests. I'm going to go out of the way and say Iran for that one. Undated document number 19. Undated document concerning nuclear weaponry of the United States. uh, Number 25. I'm just reading individual counts. Document dated October 24th concerning the military activity of foreign countries and the United States. And whenever you see and the United 
United States, it means what we would do otherwise. This is this is just the part of the indictment that refers to the stuff he was leaving lying around. And there's been a lot of speculation. That's not even the complete list because there's some documents that even their name might be revealing too much information. And so they were left out of the indictment. I mean, you can go to the part of the that has this conversation that he had where he revealed that he had a document he knew wasn't supposed to be there. That's on page 15. But this episode is not about that per se. You can go listen to the middle about that. This is about the Donald's apparent defense and also that of many of the yahoos on the internet and even more respectable people that follow him. It's the attempt to do nothing like address the charges themselves or say they aren't true. That he hasn't done in recent days. It's to charge that the deep state or the Democrats or the media or somebody else is out to get him in a new outrageous way. And also, it's so unfair because of, wait for it, Hillary Clinton. Let's listen to what Donald Trump had to say in his first appearance after he was indicted. If you look at Hillary Clinton set up an illegal private server in her basement specifically to break public disclosure laws and that would expose her and her family's finances. She stored vast quantities of classified and sensitive information, some of it leaking into Anthony Weiner. You remember him, computer? Anthony Weiner, that was a real beauty. But much of it went into Anthony Weiner's computer. That's probably the Last, I'm, I'm not sure. I think I'd rather have it on Hunter Biden's computer than Anthony Weiner's computer. <laughs> and when caught, Hillary deleted and acid-washed 33,000 emails in defiance of a congressional subpoena. She already had the subpoena. And her aide smashed and destroyed iPhones with a hammer. Yet the FBI and DOJ protected her. They did absolutely nothing in Hillary's case. The FBI and DOJ largely did not issue subpoenas. They did not use a grand jury. They did not execute search warrants. And Comey declared that there was no problem. He said no reasonable prosecutor would ever bring a case like that. She knocked out 33,000 emails. And Hillary wasn't indicted. She should have been. But she wasn't indicted. She was protected by the Democrats. Biden was not indicted, and what he's done is terrible. All right, so permit me to annotate that bit of wonderful that is supposed to be his defense in the case. He starts out by saying, if you look at Hillary Clinton, she set up an illegal private server in her basement. All right. No, there wasn't anything even remotely illegal, Donald, about setting up Clinton email any more there was about having an AOL account or a Gmail account. The issue is whether she should have used it for work emails, and I'm going to get to that in a moment. There's nothing illegal about setting up a server. Next, he says specifically to break public disclosure laws that would expose her and her family's finances. All right, I'm pretty good at figuring out this stuff, and I wouldn't have started out by saying I'm going to annotate what he said if I didn't have a good response to it all. But this is a head scratcher or just something they made up out of pure cloth. There is nothing about this, the many disclosures that Hillary Clinton had to make as Secretary of State, as Senator, as, as First Lady, any of those filings that had to do with what server you have your emails on. I really don't know what that is referring to, but it's bold. 
It's baloney. Next, she says she stored vast quantities of classified and sensitive information. Okay, now at least we're getting closer to a real thing. Yes, there were there may have been some sensitive information on Hillary's server, which is a fancy way of saying her emails, by the way. We keep he keeps referring to the server. Sensitive like email she sent to her family, to her style, her hairstylist, you know, sent it to my my ex-wife Huma, but classified, no. As we're going to find out later in the episode, there was none of that. I mean, hold the thought, but I promise I'll come back to it. This is where it gets good. Some of it leaking onto Anthony Weiner. You remember him, Anthony Weiner? He was a real beauty. Like I said, this is where it gets good. Name-checking me all these years later. I got to tell you, it felt good. Got some applause there in the room. And also, it really helps you when you have a radio show and a podcast to have the former president shout you out. But but let's press on. He goes on to say, much of it went into Anthony Weiner's computer. That's probably the last. I'm not sure. I think I'd rather have it on Hunter Biden's computer than Anthony Weiner's. I'm going to skip the Hunter Biden stuff because that was a rhetorical flourish. But let me address the other part about the stuff on her server leaking onto my laptop. This is where the whole, you know, keep my damn wife's name out of your mouth thing comes from. Huma backed up her email, or, I'm sorry, her BlackBerry onto my laptop. Huma's emails had a lot of our own private stuff going on and, she, and other things and to other people. But it also had some back and forth with her boss. There's no doubt about that. She turned over all of her BlackBerries to the State Department and to the FBI months before they took my laptop. In other words, they were all duplicates of stuff they already had. It wasn't Hillary's emails, it was Huma's emails, and there were a lot of them. And they had them for a long time. In fact, when they finally seized my laptop, immediately the agents that looked at it recognized they were dupes, but that's a whole other story. Then he goes on to say, and when caught, Hillary deleted and acid-washed 33,000 emails in defiance of congressional subpoenas you already had, you already had, and erased and smashed and destroyed iPhones with a hammer. All right, where to start? No, she didn't get caught doing anything. She deleted emails. This is true. Everyone deletes emails. If you are listening to this podcast, no doubt you delete emails. She had personal emails. She had State Department emails. She deleted emails. Her chief of staff told her tech guy in 2014 to set up the server to automatically delete emails older than 60 days. It's like one of those rules. She was the secretary of state. She wasn't setting up rules in her Outlook folder. And the acid wash thing, this guy's a moron. The program used to erase files from the hard drive is called BleachBit. That's the name of the program. Used to be kind of popular, you know, because whenever you would delete your phone, or something like that. You had to make sure it was clean before, whatever. It's not actual bleach or acid or whatever. And no, there was no congressional subpoena that Hillary defied. You remember she sat for like hours and hours before the Benghazi thing. She never really ducked this thing. And whenever the FBI called her and said, come and talk, she did it. And that, by the way, that included to the Durham Commission or the Durham guy. She didn't mind answering questions. So the issue is why Hillary erased emails and could anyone get them back? Remember Donald Trump called on the Russians to hack Hillary? You know, asking for foreign interference in our election, remember that? Anyway, the smashing of iPhones is sort of true, maybe. A fellow named Justin Cooper, I actually uh, used to know, used to be the guy that would help Hillary with things like setting up. She's like her IT guy, all-purpose fixer guy, setting up her Blackberries and emails. When he would ask what became of the old devices that Hillary wasn't using anymore, he said, I would destroy them. Yeah, he said he remembered even a couple of times when he smashed them to make sure they were dead. Destroying hard drives and devices is exactly like every Fortune 500 company does with old hard drives. It is a colorful little point to say that he destroyed them with a hammer. So that part we're going to stipulate too, that there might have been a couple of phones or whatever. But again, no one was looking for anything at that point. Let's go on. So then he goes on to say, Donald, yet the FBI and DOJ protected her and they did absolutely nothing. In Hillary's case, the FBI and DOJ largely did not issue subpoenas. They did not use grand jury. They did not execute search warrants and Comey declared 
declared there was no problem. He said no reasonable prosecutor would bring a case like that. Didn't do anything? Are you hallucinating? Protecting her? They violated the rules of Justice Department by having the head of the FBI hold a press conference a month before the election to do what he had no right to do. Comey announced that she had committed no crime, which, by the way, is all... Anyway, Nick committed no crime, but didn't like the way she didn't commit any crime. You like, you should have kept a different server. I just want to remind everyone with this, this Comey thing. Comey is the FBI head. He doesn't decide whether to charge someone. He's the federal version of the cops. The attorney general is the person who decides. Protected her? Was that what they were doing when they waited nearly a month after me handing them my laptop and seeing emails from and to Huma to announce just days before the election that they would reopen the case based on something... They had my stuff for like a month. Go read the DOJ Inspector General's report from 2019 about this. It'll make your blood boil. This is how they protected her. This is how they did nothing. By the way, Donnie, did you know why they didn't execute a search warrant? Because Hillary, and I for that matter, cooperated with everyone investigating this thing and handed over whatever they asked for. Sort of the opposite that you did with the documents. Finally, he says she knocked out 33,000 emails. And Hillary was not indicted? Was that indicted? She should have been. She wasn't indicted. She was protected by the Democrats. Biden was not indicted. And what he's done is terrible. All right, that word salad. And by the way, try to do this once. Try to take an actual quote that Donald Trump says and see if you can do what I'm doing, which is tease out actual things. It's just a complete torrent of crazy. The 33,000 emails are what Comey and his people went through. We knocked them out. That's the ones that they, they recovered. By the way, I want to make one point about this. You know, I want to make sure you understand from the because it's been a while since you looked at the, the, at the email thing. The idea that Hillary might not have saved or stored emails, State Department emails, the people that sent them to her and got from her all were saved. So there were no lost emails. For example, if the deputy chief of staff forwarded something to Hillary or sent something to Hillary and Hillary deleted the emails after 90 days or whatever she did, the deputy chief of staff's emails were still there and still present. So 33 thousand emails that were done. Anyway, he says they knocked them out. Hillary, was she, was she indicted? They should have been. She was protected by the Democrats. She was not protected by Democrats. She was cleared of wrongdoing by the Trump administration. Not once, but twice or three times. But I'll have a little bit more about that in the Ask Anthony segment. So there you go. That's the end of his statement. That's the response to Trump's non-denial distraction. But this shit is spreading. Now that he's kind of put it out there, the whole what about Hillary's emails is turning into something of the defense. But the indictment is damning. It's hard to defend. So instead, they're returning to butt her emails one more time. And we'll have more on this in the Ask Anthony segment when we return. With crime running rampant in New York, you need to keep yourself and your family safe. Obtaining your concealed carry firearm licenses can be difficult and time-consuming. That's where MyFirstPistol.com comes in. They'll help you secure your concealed carry license. If you're looking for a pistol, premise, rifle, or shotgun license, call 347-559-7052. 347-559-7052. You must have a valid firearm license issued by the NYPD to purchase, possess, or shoot a handgun or pistol in NYPD. I see. Well, welcome back. This is the part of the program that we call Ask Anthony. We used to call it listener mail. Same kind of thing. We basically try to respond to either a piece of mail that's come in, and you can send an email at wienerwabc at gmail.com, or we would pick up something that has been tweeted at me at at Rep Wiener, R-E-P-W-E-I-N-E-R, or the Facebook page, Anthony D. Wiener. But we changed it to Ask Anthony because we wanted to cast kind of more of a wider net. Like, we wanted to use it as an opportunity to respond. And since this has kind of been the new of the week, 
I've kind of been responding to anyone who mentions my name. And usually, it's pretty rare, but this was a big week for that. So see if you recognize the voice that you're about to hear. But what I don't like is a system in America where the Secretary of uh, State, who's a Democratic uh, candidate for president, has people take a hammer to social media devices and break them apart apply beach, uh, bleach bit to a hard drive to erase emails, allow classified information to get on a felon's computer, Anthony Weiner. You haven't even mentioned that. Most Republicans believe we live in a country where Hillary Clinton did very similar things and nothing happened to her. That's right. You know that voice. You know that lady doth protest too much tone of voice. That's Lindsey Graham, senator from South Carolina, the guy who is inseparable from John McCain. John McCain, the man who Donald Trump insulted and degraded, refused to honor at his funeral. And instead of stand up for his late friend John McCain, little Lindsey decided to bend over and be Donald Trump's stooge there on after. He's a dishonorable coward. And let's just say I know things about him that I'm sure he would rather the world not know. But I'm not going to go into that right now. Here on Ask Anthony, we don't discriminate. We also answer assholes questions. So I went into this this little response to, to Florida man shot at me. But I wanted to use this segment to flesh out something that often gets overlooked by the frauds like Lindsey Graham. And that's this false parallel between Hillary's emails and Donald Trump stealing state secrets and showing them to strangers. And it's important to remember that Hillary's issue came up in the campaign of 2016. Trump was chanting, lock her up on the campaign stump. And the the FBI said no to that investigation, but it wound up costing her election, as I, I just went into. But who became president in 2017? I know you're trying to black that out of your memory. Who was in charge of all the agencies that could investigate Hillary, that could put her in jail, that could get her in trouble? Yep, it was Donald Trump. Obviously, he didn't let this go when he became president in 2017. So first, what happened is the FBI released its notes on the case, something that rarely happens, but fine. And James Comey then went on kind of a justification tour. He concluded that 33,000 emails were examined by his investigators that he pretty much had them all, and three had classified markings. Fran Wiener, my mom, the math teacher, helped me with the math. She says that's one one hundredth of one percent of the emails had classified markings in these emails. But wait, that turned out to be false. These three were call sheets that Hillary used when calling a foreign leader and such. One of them was a condolence call to the president of Malawi on the death of, actually, I don't even know. I don't even know if it's a him and a her, but all I know is a a death, a condolence call. Comey later admitted that those classifications on that sheet had been wrongly applied. They weren't at the top. They were like little things. They put a C in a parenthesis in the middle of the thing. They were supposed to be put in, in the top with the whole thing on top. Now, just, to be, just let me explain one thing before I go any further. At the State Department, they had classified documents that were on a server that could not be emailed anywhere. So none of those. The only question was whether there were some documents that Hillary got that should have been classified. So anyway, Comey later admitted that those, cla- this is the FBI now, those classification markings on that sheet had been wrongly applied, and that didn't take a lot to figure out. I don't think the the fact that some president of a country had a relative die is even a secret. Comey concluded there had been zero classified documents on Hillary's emails, and none on mine either, by the way, <laughs> something I'd point out. The Trump guys didn't, of course, give up on this. They wound up firing Comey, and they did something else. Rex Tillerson did his own investigation. Remember Rex Tillerson? He was the first secretary of state. He did his own investigation. Now, look, alas, he said he found 41, quote, 
security incidents by Clinton. Her lawyers fought back, wrote some documents, you know, explained a little couple of things, pointed out that these things were not necessary to her, pointed out that they weren't documents that she had either held or had. And so what did the final Tillerson report finally find? That Hillary Clinton shouldn't have used a private email. Okay, fine. But that her conduct was no different than her Republican predecessor, Colin Powell, who advised her to use the private email the same as he himself did. By the way, this might be a good point to say, you know who else used private emails to do government business? Nikki Haley, Ivanka Trump, Education Secretary Betsy DeVos, former VA Secretary David Shulkin. But I digress. I'm just pointing out the hypocrisy. So next came Tillerson's successor, uh, Mike Pompeo. You know him, right? He's a guy who used, he was a guy who used the personal email account to do official business when he was in charge of the CIA. I'm sorry. I, I, I digress again into the hypocrisy lane. Anyway, he does his own investigation commencing in 2019. Obviously eager to please his orange overlord, he announced that he had found, quote, they, quote, suspected Clinton might be responsible for 12 classified. Now, wait a minute. They changed their terminology. Now they're saying spillages. It's like something you deal with if you're at IHOP. OK, so she might be responsible for that. Nine weeks later, after the big investigation concludes, they put out a final report and said Hillary did not, quote, bear any individual culpability, close quote. Not quite as punchy as lock her up, huh? It's a reminder that under Trump, not Biden, that these findings were made. These are Trump officials, Trump leaning on them to lock her up, they could not find a thing. Zero classified emails found after all of that. And one final thing. Nearly all of the documents that were the smoking guns that later turned out to be nothing burgers were documents that had no classification markings, but were deemed classified retroactively. In other words, the FBI went through and they were going through documents. Oh, this probably should have been classified. You know, can you imagine that? Okay, that's fine. That shows that the whole system needs to be needs to be redone. And frankly, both the Tillerson and the Pompeo reports said they didn't have any policies on this stuff, and that was part of the problem. So anyway, that's the response to Lindsey Graham pointing me out that, you know, throwing my name around and whatever. Now, does that sound like the dozens of documents that were taken by Donald Trump that were stamped with classification markings on top of them and came in classified folders so no one without clearance could even open the folders? Does that sound like what we saw in those pictures of boxes piled up next to a toilet? Look at those folders stamped top secret. Now, little Land Lindsay says many Republicans believe that Hillary did something wrong and somehow equates to that. Maybe that's because dishonest people like Graham keep lying about the facts in the Hillary case. So thanks for being with us again on the Middle Unplugged podcast. As I said, if you like to reach out to me, wienerwabc at gmail.com. I have, I don't have a private server. I let Google do that. Uh, Anthony D. Wiener on Facebook and at Rep Wiener on Twitter. If you are enjoying this podcast, share it with others. That's the way more people get to know. Also rate it. That's another way that it gets posted higher on the podcast services. Also, I encourage you to tune in to The Middle, which is my radio show, 2 o'clock on Saturdays on good old-fashioned terrestrial radio, 770. Or you can tune in on wabcradio.com, or you can always get the app to listen to WABC Radio. Or, of course, you, you can get that as a podcast as well. Right after that is Left versus Right at 3 o'clock. That's available the same way. That's a program I do with the inimitable Curtis Sliwa. We talk about some local issues mostly there, but we also get into national issues as well. I really want to thank the producer and, war- and sound designer, Eric Salas, for helping out with this podcast. And this marks the end of The Middle Unplugged.